Hello, Billy Reeves here. Welcome to the K-Scope podcast number 160. Busy, busy, busy. Loads to get through. There's a new Tesseract album on the way, a new single, an epic video. Here's James Monteith, their guitarist, to lead you into Same. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the title track. Like When it comes in, it's just like a really huge, like a huge riff. They'll hopefully get people's heads banging a little bit. Um, and it just takes you on a really cool cool journey. Of It's very dynamic. The riffs are really fun to play. And we've just made a music video for it as well, which is quite exciting. Um, War of Being.
Tesseract, War of Being, the title track of their forthcoming album out on September the 15th, accompanied by the most epic video you'll ever see in your life, heading towards half a million views. Here's bass player and conceptualist Amos Williams to talk us through the video. What a experience it was to be a part of the team that created that to work with such wonderful people like Richard Oakes and the Found Format guys, again, just awesome. Because, uh, yeah, they pushed us to develop something that was next level and they pushed themselves to generate and create this wonderful world that hopefully illustrates the uh, concept in a way that um, does the song justice. I really do hope that's the case. It was the end result of two years of development. I certainly remember having the first meetings with Kyle and Stephen from Found Format when I was living in France during lockdown. Uh, yeah, I am proud. Is never a feeling I explore, but I'm definitely happy and excited with how War of Being, the song, represents to me what War of Being, the album, uh, represents in terms of scope, in terms of achievement, in terms of our ambition 
and the realisation and manifestation of our imagination on this one. There's been much chat online amongst Tesseract fans about Amos's concept and Daniel Tompkins's lyrics. Here's Dan. For me, the war of being represents the war with myself that I've been with, that I feel like I've been in ever since I was a teenager and I've never addressed it. Um, it's, it's definitely, I feel, I feel very empowered by this record. I feel, I, feel, I feel like I've grown, I feel like I've matured through the process and I feel like I'm at the time of, it's, it's the perfect time for this album to exist for me because I've finally, I know this might sound a bit weird, a bit, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it won't, but I've always felt like I didn't, I didn't have a true, I didn't accept my true identity. Like I didn't accept who I was. So I was trying, pretending to be something else and not really being true to who I am. I feel like this album has really brought that to the forefront and it's definitely made me question a lot of things that have attributes to my own personality that just haven't gelled for many, many years. Um, So The War of Being is a very apt title and I feel like it will apply to a lot of people is that, you know, we're all constantly at war with ourselves in our minds, with other people. And a lot of a lot of us uh, just don't know who we are. We're very lost people, p- pretending to be something that we're not. Is is that because of the way that you're seen by other people? Is the war with yourself? Does that have to start the process of you accepting yourself? Because you're not pretending to be anything else in front of other people. I mean, as an artist, you're constantly doing that. Yeah. It- I, th- th- there are many different layers to this but I've always struggled existing in the music industry and I think that comes down to a couple of different reasons one is because I feel like I have been sitting on a lot of um, emotional and psychological issues from a very young age and I've always tried to hide them Okay, and I feel like that has gotten in the way of the relationships that I've had and the way that I interact with people, I feel like I, I feel like I've grown obviously over the years and I'm and I'm, I'm over it now. But for for example, I had severe anxiety when I was a teenager. Mm. Um, I'm talking severe, like to the point where I would be a nervous wreck. I couldn't socialise. I would come out in ridiculous, deep purple blotches all over my body because I was so stressed and anxious and just sweating muscular spasms all that kind of stuff it was really I, I had a stammer from a from a young age and it's like yes, I remember you saying that. Yeah, it's yeah. something that I've yeah. always kind of I've tried to hide and especially being a police officer it's like it's this whole wall yeah. that you build around yourself and you make yourself into something it's a false exterior and I feel like I kind of carried that throughout my adulthood up until even through 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 my thirties, I, I just turned forty um, a few weeks ago, and I would Happy birthday. yeah, thank you very much. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I just it's it's a very it's a very uh, important album for me in a lot of ways. Daniel Tompkins. Now I've spoken to all five members of uh, Tesseract, and you'll hear excerpts from all of those interviews as we head up to and beyond the release of the album War of Being in September. There's a world tour, and tickets are on sale now. Now I am the morning's piano genius. Gleb Kolyadin has a new album out on Casecope. It's called The Outland. This 
is a snippet of Ascension. Gleb's finally moved to England now and a lot of this album reminded me of children's TV music from when I was young and I wondered why. If you look at the statistics, uh, the majority of new music nowadays is still in a minor key and uh, so perhaps it was some sort of protective reaction of my brain <laughs> to create something uh, something more kind and more bright. Uh, I gave the track its title even before I moved uh, to the UK. It seems like the universe had a hint of it, maybe. <laughs> so yes, it's possible that this track is about me right now. Everything is still very new for me. I have nothing to complain about anyway, because everyone here is very kind and friendly. And uh, I didn't expect that, sincerely. Everyone is trying to help and recommend good places, uh, like tasty fish and chips. <laughs> Plus, I often go to open mic nights at various pubs. So I've made some new friends here. But I think uh, perhaps the most challenging thing here, aside from the fact that everything is significantly more expensive than I'm used to, uh, is organizing my daily routine. When I have been living at home for many years, uh, you know where to go for groceries or where to grab a snack. Uh, but here I still have a daily struggle of how to organize my uh, leisure time or some basic things. Uh, but anyway, it's quite exciting because, um, I don't know, I see it as a sort of quest. Uh, 
and uh, I'm really glad that I'm gradually uh, figuring it out. Have you got plans to take it out live? I guess it would be a tricky thing to do presently. I would love to perform live more, of course, uh, because in the previous three years, I did a lot of solo performances. I mean, literally solo, uh, like uh, piano, piano concerts. And uh, I realized that uh, I'm very interested in uh, performing in that format because uh, I can improvise uh, the entire evening. <laughs> and um, but now we um, we are planning uh, a lot of a lot of shows with uh, Mariana, and uh, we have two major tours coming up uh, in the autumn. I really hope to be able to organize uh, my solo shows as well. Perhaps uh, the Outland release uh, will push me a little closer to that. I don't know. We'll see. I absolutely love the artwork, proper old school. And with instrumental music, I guess you have to create a narrative visually. It looks like, you know, a, a hermit the artist creating music and then staring into an open space. Have I got the uh, interpretation right? Oh, thank you. I'm glad that you like the artwork because, you know, I also, I also really like it. <laughs> uh, it was created by Anhikar Matjan, uh, an Indonesian artist. I discovered his uh, artworks uh, a few years ago in Instagram and uh, I'm a big fan of what he's doing. And uh, what I really like about his works, uh, and specifically uh, this cover art, that, um, you know, it's, uh, it has a room for fantasy. I mean, uh, sometimes uh, when you look at an album cover, um, uh, it immediately triggers specific associations uh, maybe a certain music or mood, but I really like the idea when everyone can find uh, uh, their own um, un understanding. Yeah, uh, I mean, of course, uh, you can you can see on this picture uh, that uh, there is a hermit looking into the horizon, uh, but. I think that everyone can see themselves in it. And uh, for me personally, this cover art um, about the situation when, when you read the news and see how the world around you becomes chaotic and uh, it's crucial to create your own world, uh, like gathering fragments from surrounding chaos. But, um, you know, it is just my, my own interpretation and uh, everyone, everyone can see uh, absolutely different things. And uh, this is the main idea. Initially, I wanted to record this album live. Uh, I mean, I was thinking uh, to find the... Uh, uh, the musicians and making a recording together in the studio. But because of the COVID, I had to record everything re remotely again. <laughs> so it became uh, like another musical puzzle. It's, I don't know, it's, uh, it is about 
more than just notes and uh, music. It's uh, it's about a certain positive energy. I was very lucky because uh, all the musicians enjoyed recording their parts, and uh, I think in such cases uh, there is usually no need to explain much because everyone simply feels the music and compliments it and it's very enjoyable to work with um, such a good and uh, friendly vibe there's lots of grooves on the record gavin harrison banging away on the drums this isn't a conservatoire album are you composing music now which suits the lp format do you think uh that's interesting um initially i composed this album entirely uh, on the piano i mean uh, theoretically uh, i could perform uh this work um on the piano solo uh, although it would sound quite different of course I still haven't let go of the idea of recording a piano album with uh, such complex music. Um, a couple of years ago, I released uh, uh, my previous album, uh, Water Movements. It mostly consists of piano ambient and uh, kind of uh, neoclassical piano music. But I still have ideas to create a more complex solo album, piano album. Um, I'm very interested in playing classical pieces in general and uh, it's essentially uh, what I studied and uh, what I do best. So, so yeah, it would be great to combine something from progressive music with, uh, I don't know, Stravinsky, Prokofiev uh, in one in one program, in one set. Um, I'm a bit concerned because I'm a bit slow as I still have a lot of work uh, related for theaters, especially in the past few years. I've had several theater premieres every year for which I compose music. But I'm confident that I will find time to create a full solo program in the future. And uh, I think it would be very interesting, uh, not, not just for me, but uh, for, uh, for listeners also. How's Mariana? Mariana says hi. <laughs> uh, it seems uh, that we have big plans for the coming year. Uh, because, you know, we lived in a different countries for three years, but now we are finally together. So we are planning to record a new album in the next few months. And uh, I'm sure that um, there is a lot of interesting things ahead. And uh, also, as I mentioned, uh, we have quite a lot of shows uh, planned for the autumn. So... We'll be happy to see everyone there. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, Gleb, man. Uh, very best wishes with the record. It's great. Thank you very much. Um, I'm glad to have shared the music and some of my strange comments. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I hope everyone enjoys the album, but uh, even if you don't like it, still give it a listen, please. <laughs>
Odin. The album is called The Outland, that's called Apparatus, features a long-term collaborator Vlad Avi on guitar, Tony Levin of King Crimson and Peter Gabriel's band on upright bass, and Gavin Harrison from King Crimson and The Pineapple Thief on drums. And talking of The Pineapple Thief, our dear friend Bruce Sword has dropped, as they say, the first single from his third solo album. The album's going to be called Luminescence. And I spoke to Bruce uh, recently and accused him of being a mature songwriter now. <laughs> well, let's face, let's face it, that would be, that would be the old-fashioned review of it. It would, wouldn't it, wouldn't it? yeah. yeah. Because yeah. You, being introspective is tough when you're in middle age. When, when you're a kid, you can, you know, you, you, well, can, be, yeah. you can be, you can be, you can be, you know, why do girls don't like me and it's this soft down No, hair and also normal. life is infinite, isn't it, when you're yeah. a 20-year-old. You don't, and so now you're 50 and you're kind of thinking, oh my goodness, you know, the days really are numbered. Mm. Not just not just that, but oh my! Ki- my kids are only going to be home from bit long. Well, actually, probably not. Probably yeah. be home forever. But you well, know, the, these days, yeah. the time is just things yeah. are passing by well, so quickly. But what a legacy to leave them! This longing to understand what on earth it's all about, mm. you know, and that basically is everything that that, that informs the, my writing. I think. Well, that's you know, that's why pop music <laughs> is the greatest of all the human abstracts. You see, right. because it can do it appeals to all the senses and all the branches of the intellect. I think, including smell, and that's what I love about your music because you, I think, it's brave. Oh yeah, well, yeah, I never thought of it like that. But um, and the other thing of it. Of course, being in this room when you're writing really introspective stuff, mm. you know, in the, in the dark winter nights, especially when, <laughs> you know, some songs weren't going so well and you'd spend a week on an idea that would end mm. up in the bin and then you'd be, then you start start new ones. It's, it's very solitary. Yeah. And you can fi- find yourself actually getting quite, well, not, I, I wouldn't say I'd ever got down, but you get, it's quite an intense thing to put your brain through. Yeah, well, especially as it's part of your income and it's feeding the people opposite you. I found that the words were so important, mm. not just what you were saying, but how you were saying it. And, exposed, you know, they, yeah. and yeah. so I would sometimes spend a whole day on a five or six words in a chorus and by the end of it you're going that's the da- see mad. that's the downside of not working to the clock in a traditional yes. studio yeah. is it yeah come on yeah yeah, yeah. and some days I'd, I'd end the day and i'd be so mentally exhausted and then yeah. i wake up the next day and then it would be like oh there it is there oh, it is right, of okay. course yeah that's what it some not always yeah. but that that's when and and now i listen back to it and i you know i realize that that attention to detail has really paid off Do you love me? 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 Do you love
glow Barely time to dry those saddest eyes I know After all we have seen Still clinging on for delight Still Dear Life, the single. A suitably beautiful video for that beautiful song is available to watch right now. The album, Luminescence, will be available on the 22nd of September. And in the autumn, there will be a solo tour throughout the UK and Europe with his trio. Right, your K-Scope news. Grab a pencil. Osric Tentacles and Gong joint tour march of next year uh, entitled the last blast there'll be some album news from both groups uh, to come kavas tarabi from uh, gong debuted a new gong track during his dj set at britain's biggest gig this year the wembley stadium blur shows tangerine dream are in the uk in november empire festival dates out in wales down in london up near their hometown in Peterborough. And starting in the next K-Scope podcast, I want to hear from you or your friends if you or they make interesting music. Now, K-Scope aren't looking to sign anybody. The roster is absolutely ram full. However, we'd very much like to play some interesting music, unsigned, unheard perhaps, to close each of the podcasts. So if you or anybody you know make interesting music please send it to me not as an attachment as a link to a soundcloud or youtube or some such to listen at kscopemusic.com so listen at kscopemusic.com and we'll have johnny wilkes at kscope have a listen to them and we'll play some of the best ones over the course of the year so As I say, we're not looking to sign anybody, but we are looking to play something interesting, something unsigned from anywhere in the world. Please send it to me. Listen at kscopemusic.com as a link, not as an attachment, please. Right, looking forward to hearing those new unheard vibes. Now we're going to close with some early 
Bruce saw the pineapple thief. From the book set, how did we find our way 1999 to 2006, which is the first in a series of one-off deluxe book sets cataloguing the career of the pineapple thief. How did we find our way is out now, a 64 page book, eight and a half hours of music, including 80 minutes of super rarities across eight discs, one of which Dolby Atmos surround sound on the Blu-ray. Originally from 10 stories down, I'm gonna finish with this, The Pineapple Thief, the world I always dreamed of. See you soon. you said